Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Mr. Roger Weiss is in studio, and we are joined by ECC head coach Scott Pilkey. We're going to talk about recruiting this morning. A lot of uh, we're going to dispel the disinformation out there, and we're going to t- Scott's going to give you uh, the uh, the ins and outs of what recruiting is all about. It's a big topic, and, and there's a lot of information that needs to get out there, and that's what we're going to try and do this morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, Anthony. Morning, DK. DK producing. All right, guys, uh, news and notes before we get going, and uh, I'll start this one off if you guys don't mind. And uh, the big news is Eric Jancy has stepped down as uh, head coach at North Tonawanda after a one-year return. I understand that there's some uh, issues that he has to deal with, and we want to wish Eric and his family all the best. Uh, our thoughts are with you, my man. Uh, tough situation for North Tonawanda this late in the year to have to replace their head coach. Uh, saw online a lot of people are petitioning for Rick Tom to take over, so that's something that uh, the NT uh, school district is going to have to address really soon. At this late stage, it would make sense because he's already part of the program. Isn't right. That? Uh, yeah, right with the it's system. It's not like uh, uh, Eric announced that last year, and if they wanted to go do a search, and I hate that people, you know, and there's so many local people, oh, we have to do a national search, whether it's athletics, it's... Well, they have to put it up for all the teachers and the... Well, no, I understand that, but, you know, to do a national search and all that, you know, you got plenty of good people right around the corner. Why do you have to do a national search? I know in this case that doesn't apply, but uh, that concept is just like fingernails on a blackboard to me. So we'll know they'll get that done, too. Also, a reminder, uh, Wednesdays, the Kensington Lions Ad Pro All-Star Game, 7 o'clock start at Williamsville South High School. All right, I have a quick one. Um, Bobby Carnavali is very involved with local high school Love sports. Uh, he co- he has a triple ABA baseball team, Royal Printing. They won their fifth league championship in Not the past surprised. six years. Not surprised. And at all. Uh, you know the team's full of ba- of local all stars, high school baseball, and they head down to Johnstown, PA this week. Yeah, baseball is kind of a sore subject with me right now. My Cubs lost in the final four. We didn't get to repeat our championship, but we gave it a good run. And I want to thank the uh, players and the parents for letting uh, not only myself and my son Nick being a part of a great group. We had a great time the, the past two years. I couldn't have asked for a better group of kids to be around. And uh, going to miss them, although we are having an end-of-the-year pool party today. One of the parents was kind enough to invite the kids over. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I... 
again, it was a blast. Much more relaxing atmosphere than coaching football. <laughs> I'm a lot more calm in the baseball diamond than I am on the football field. Just kind of sit back in the dugout and let the game happen. But uh, it was a lot of fun, as I said, and uh, thanks to the Cayuga Cubs for letting us be a part of them for the last couple of years. I didn't know Nicholas is a billiards player. Billiards? Well, you said they're having a pool party today. Not that kind oh. of pool, Ron. Swimming pool. Well, why didn't you say swimming pool? Why you just I say... didn't know I had it to spell that out for didn't... you. See, that's because he went to Kensington. He didn't get that education like uh, the what rest kind of, of us. 12-year-olds just play pool for fun? I... He... <laughs> Excuse me for living. Excuse me for living. You see, folks, why we call him the resident troublemaker. This is what we have to deal with. Hey, inquiring minds want to know. Uh. <laughs> Anthony, I only have one thing. I just what want to have, uh, reiterate. Uh, I was uh, down the street at Sweet Home last night for that uh, tribute for John Feller. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite a turnout. There had to be 300 people there at that uh, tribute. And it's just, boy, it don't get easier two weeks later. You know that? uh uh, it's still hard to believe that yeah. uh, he's gone. Uh, hopefully, I guess uh, he's going to be inducted into the Sweet Home Hall of Fame. Some, at a, it might be homecoming this year. And I heard rumblings there might be a uh, faction of people on there that are, uh, would like to get the uh, new Sweet Home Field renamed the John Feller Field. And I, don't, I couldn't think of a better person. It would be fitting. Uh, on a sort of sadder note, on a lighthearted sad note, the preservationists never got to uh, insist that uh, your favorite grandstand remain there. That it is down at the old Sweet Home Field. Mm-hmm. You know that grandstand you just loved. Uh, <laughs> I can still remember <laughs> those uh, couple of those playoff games in late October, whenever it was, windy, rain, and all that. Yeah, and the time when we watched the uh, ticket booth get blown up yeah, the uh, driveway. Wh- I'm they, like, look at that. It's at the 10, the 20, the 30. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> they said, you know, Roger, if you want, you can go up in the press box. And I took one look up there and said, you know what? I'm going to take my chances down here on the field. Actually, it was a comfortable press box. Uh, it had yeah, great but, sights, uh, had comfortable uh, chairs. Well, yeah, it was, uh, a little you know, bit. When the wind blew, it moved. <laughs> a little bit. So, but yeah, uh, Coach Fowler, you're definitely missed. And uh, I don't know what else to say about I Coach Fowler. But last night I heard that Nate actually scored the first goal of the lacrosse game that preceded the ceremony. Yeah, his grandson uh, scored the first goal. Fitting, very fitting. All right, guys, we are talking about recruiting today, and uh, invited uh, head coach Scott Pilkey in studio to talk about. But before we get to uh, to uh, talking about recruiting. Now, Scott has background. He's uh, been with UB and uh, now taking over the ECC program for the last couple of years. Really turned the program around. Uh, what are the Cats going to look like this year, Coach? Well, again, I, I thank you very much first for having me in. And, uh, you know, it's always great to come back here and talk about you know, Western New York football. And, you know, we feel like our program has been turned around because of our emphasis of uh, recruiting. Uh, you know, the best uh, in Western New York. Uh, obviously, the competition is is fierce, you know, in Western New York as far as uh, 
the resources of our players. But um, because we we do get a really nice uh, representation from Western New York, you know, Rochester area, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, uh, you know, it's made us very competitive, you know, in the Northeast, um, you know, as well as we played against some national powerhouses and have done very, very well. But we've gone against scholarship schools and our players, you know, it's one or two plays here usually that uh, we might lose a game by or we might win the game by. So it's a pretty, very competitive uh, level. In order to get competitive, as you said, it comes down to recruiting. And, uh, you know, I see it on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you know, oh, I'm being looked at by 700 Division One schools. Yeah. You know, Nick Saban personally called me up and invited me to, you know, things like that. And uh, a lot of it, it I don't know. I should say, I think it, a lot of it, you, kids are under a false impression that because they get a letter of interest that they're being recruited by Alabama, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, what have you. What they fail to, to realize is that most likely you're part of a database that consists of about 18,000 names. And is that all? <laughs> no, I mean, but that, if you go through, there's only so many services in the country, you know, and, and people that are paying for those recruiting services. You know, I when I was at the University of Buffalo, I used to have 4,000 emails in my, my deal. Right now I've got several thousand, uh, and most of them are recruiting services that, you know, take money and, and move kids on. But really, you know, they got to understand the numbers. I mean, one thing, the first thing you got to understand, you got to start with the fact. And the fact is that the numbers are ridiculously high to even play college football. You know, they estimate that there's some 400,000 graduating freshmen right now, or I'm sorry, graduating seniors that are, you know, going to college potentially or want to go to college. Well, what they fail to realize is that just to get on a roster, whether you're going from a two-year college like ours or all the way up to Alabama, there's only 20,000 freshman roster spots in the entire country for every single college football. Now, my numbers might be off a bit, but I've done some you're in the pretty good park, research right. on that. And now, you, now you're looking at not only are there only 20,000, but now you're talking about university at, you know, any Division One college, you're talking about 2,500 roughly scholarships to be given out, you know, in the country. I mean, there's thousands of offers that are given, verbal offers, but even that's only touching, you know, five or 6,000 kids that might have the potential in the country to be that blue chip or whatever you call it, the stars, the chips, all that stuff is nonsense in, in the years that I've been working at it because, you know, your ESPN top 150 or whatever, you know, go through and find out, you know, some years, how many kids of those, those kids even graduate. Look at your 24-7 sports. I mean, I've got nothing against, you know, for-profit business, but there's got to be some re reality when you're talking to people. I mean, if you're four foot two like I am, you're not going to go play at Alabama, all right? I mean, that's just, they, they don't need me. I'm not going to facilitate what they require. No, they have, what they do is they have a guideline. Okay, if you're at this position, this is the height that we're going to look at. This is the weight we're going to look at. If you don't fall in those numbers, you're not going to, they're not going to look at well, you. Well, their war board is actually, you know, Alabama's war board. I, you know, I've, I've, I've worked with people, you know, at clinics and stuff. They would actually worked, you know, in the, in the mid 2000s for Alabama or Ohio State. I've been to, I got to meet all those people. Notre Dame, where Jeff Quinn is now. Uh, you wouldn't believe the analytics we were talking about off off the mic uh, that goes into these decisions. I mean, it's like our kids that are at ECC. I mean, I, I have a definitive number. If you're a 3.0 and you played for two years for me 
and you have transferable credits into an existing NCAA college, you are going to Division II or higher. Right. The majority of our kids that we recruit are those underdeveloped or under-recruited kids that have the height, the weight, the potential, and you see it on film. It's meticulous what you have to go through in order to evaluate the right people that deserve, and I emphasize that, deserve and have earned the right to be in your locker room and on your field and to stay there. To get on the field, like our, our program, you're going to have 105 kids coming out next week. The majority of them will be able to compete and play. I mean, that's the goal, but the competition is going to be fierce when they come right. in because those reps, you know, the playing time is the most coveted thing in the world. And everybody feels they deserve it because that's part they feel entitled to. And that's where I feel that recruiting and the, the message of recruitment is skewing, you know, the thought process of these kids that are coming in. I'm not saying that they shouldn't believe that they're not going to play. I'm not saying they shouldn't believe that they're not great because if you're being recruited by any college, I don't care what level you're at, you to play beyond high school is a huge, huge uh, privilege. And but you have to work your butt off to do it. And and I just think that right now with the recruiting, a lot of that is getting muddled. You're not seeing the clear picture. And too many coaches, and I'll and I'll look right at my I'll look right at the coaching environment and say, most of the college coaches that are out there, and I've worked with great people that were recruiting coordinators, great people that were recruiters. But you know what? It's so much of an advertising game and a pitch. It's a sales pitch. And and people need to know that. They need to know the business of recruiting. They need to know the business as usual in recruiting. Is it because they could also, if you're not going to make the team, get you to that university where you are going to pay for an education, thus the university is now making money? Well, it's like when, when I recruit a kid, you know, I tell, them, I tell the parents three things. I said, if your kid doesn't go to class, he's going to be home with you. Uh, I'm not chasing another person's potential. I'm here to develop it. If I recruit a kid that gets through my my vetting process, um, which is pretty, you know, we recruit from November all the way up to now. You know, we're bringing in some, uh, you know, later kids now that are showing up, and but we got to go through a what's their background check, talk to their high school coach, meet the parents, talk to the parents. Do they have the resources to be here? You know, I mean, we're we're very strategically priced and located, so that gives us a we got great back doors. You know, right in Western New York, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. I mean, there's not a lot of colleges that are positioned geographically the way we are, so we're very blessed and and we're cost effective and we're a SUNY school. So and we and we're transferring a tremendous amount of our kids and graduating a tremendous amount of our kids. I constantly see you out there on social media promoting uh, somebody who went through your program and who is now playing at the next level. Well, I mean this year guys like Sam Castronova from Williamsville South. Right. Sam goes from our school and you know Sam was a a great player, great player, great character kid, phenomenal family, you know, and just you, you can't be you can't be brought up better than Sam was, you know. And but Sam always wanted to be a division 1 kid. Now he had the arm, he has the fluidity. I mean, he's getting a chance now, and I'm glad that he has a I'm glad that he's continuing to go on. I believe he's still uh, trying out in the XFL right now. Last I talked to him, but you know, four of our guys from the 2014, 15, 16 season, you know, guys that were from Western New York are getting looks. You know, Joe, Jody Fortson, who played at South Park, you know, came up to us, went on to Vel, uh, Valdosta uh, State, 
and won a national championship. Well, he's signed right now with the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's doing really well in his first couple days. Outstanding. You know, and we have a long snapper that, you know, that went to uh, Texas Christian and is now with the with the um, the Oakland Raiders. You know, and several of our guys, you know, Vin- Vincent Gregory played at Amherst, Vinnie Gregory. You know, Vinnie played at multiple schools, but, you know, Vinny did his thing and is a brilliant athlete who, you know, is getting taking that shot at the pro level as well. So just from our 2015 class, two or three guys are already getting, they had pro days. You know, now pro days are something special. Doesn't mean you're a pro, but to get invited to those, to be seen, you know, it that's they've taken their game to the highest level you could. And none of those guys were recruited Division One coming out of none of them had scholarships so is the potential there see that in there lies the truth about recruitment recruitment is a process but do you go through the motions of recruitment or do you go through the motions of development see development is ties into recruitment because you have to develop the relationship yeah now i'll ask you so for those guys vinnie gregory sam castroma you're saying they're now made nfl d1 does that mean that they were those kind of kids, when they came out, they were overlooked? Or does that mean they had to go through the process of going to ECC in order to get to that level? I think they had to go through the process of themselves, okay? Because everybody comes out, and I, I'm sometimes seen as the bad guy because, um, oh, coach, you were, your job is to get me a scholarship. That's the, that's the byproduct of this recruiting process. I, I never, you will never hear me say to a kid, you are guaranteed a scholarship if you come to Erie Community College. No, I'll say based on my years and watching thousands and thousands of videos and highlights and being around some of the best people that ever came through the University of Buffalo, and and I've developed an eye where I can say, hey, there's talent here, but this is what you need to do to get it. And this is how we're going to go about it. What's our process? What's our plan? What's our development in the classroom, weight room, on the field, your dedication in the locker room, who you are, other centered stuff off the field. These are all very important because what are we really developing? We're developing. I tell these kids, I'm not here to be your daddy. I'm not here to be your uncle. I'm here to provide you mentorship that's going to provide you for a next level of professionalism going into a four-year environment. To be a student athlete, you better know it's a job. You better know what that job entails, and if you're not prepared for it, like any other profession, I'm not calling I'm not calling college football professional uh, sports, but I am saying that the level of expertise and a level of time to be competitive these days is so much more than it ever has been. You have to approach it as a job. Well, you have to re- approach it as because you got to put the work in. Yeah, in order, well, and that's in the classroom, the weight room, yeah, and the field. Yeah. Well, I think I think the recruitment. You know, when you talk about recruiting. I look at it in three R's, you know. Well, let's take a break, and then we're going to come back and get great. into this, and because this is great stuff, Coach. Well, and I'm really, it. it's eye opening for a lot of people, and and I think is the message is really important. People really need to take in what you're saying today, because again, what I said earlier, what you're seeing on social media, dads out there bragging that his kids got all these offers, when as you said earlier, that they're part of a database, and it's just mailers being sent out. So we're going to talk more about the process, and I think the the uh, information that is coming out is going to be so valuable to the parents, the high school coaches, and the kids that are listening right now. With that in mind, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with more Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550.
We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Francis Beck and Roger Weiss, and we are joined by ECC head coach Scott Pilkey. Uh, if I sound distracted, because Scott's giving me some more tips on, on uh, defensive drills and stuff that I could use, and I'm eating this all up, coach. I absolutely love it. Uh, we ended the break, and we are talking about uh, the misinformation out there, and, and you were laying down uh, some stuff. Why don't you continue what you were talking about? Well, I you know, again, I, I don't think that the, I think it's the buyer beware type of scenario because um, recruiting used to be a very simple process. Uh, and the technology, I remember walking in uh, after being at U, ECC from 2000 to 05, and I remember going in when Turner Gill came in in 2006, and I went over there to be a volunteer recruiting assistant. I mean, I left, you know, being a coordinator and a recruiting coordinator at ECC and being a, a coach there to wanting to get into the division one environment. Now, as a coach, I was bought into this illusion that I could go up and be, you know, I realized over time it was more important to be able to coach and be around kids and it didn't matter what level you're at. Um, so, you know, I'm very blessed to be in one of roughly 700 chairs in the country that can call themselves head coaches at a college level. When you look at the kid, the kid is not is not out of that same sequence. You know, each kid sees the projection of, hey, what's the next thing? Well, after I'm done with high school, I want to go on to college and I want to play in the pros. That's awesome. That dream is permeated for every single one of us sitting in this room and has for generations. Right. Um, but there, there once was a very realistic way of doing it. And that was coaches used to go out and the only feeder, the only source of information, when you were talking about guys like John Fowler, you know, when John Fowler called me and said, hey, I got a kid, that's all I needed. Because I knew John Fowler already did all the legwork. For John Fowler to, to like his, his grandson's coming to play for us, you know, and I just talked to him the other day and, uh, you know, I was at that ceremony. And, you, and, you, and when you look at a guy like John Fowler, that's the life of a coach. I mean, I couldn't believe the amount of people that were there, you know, and I, it made me question, hey, am I doing it always the right way? And I, and I feel good about what I do because I'm trying to do it. Not old school, but I'm trying to do it. The standard of operation is this. This is how we do it. Show up, shut up, and do your work. You know, we call it eerie earn, you know, learn and earn. And the L is for love what you do, you know, and that is what's getting lost in the recruitment, I believe. I believe that the image and the proliferation of the illusion that everybody can play, and there's scholarships, there's hundreds of thousands of scholarships out there, there's a free education, and everybody's going to make a million dollars. Not the case. Not the case at all. So the facts versus the fiction, it, it's, it's misrepresentation. Everybody has the dream, but we're creating a craving in kids that may not be attainable without understanding the the work, the work ethic. And I think sometimes, you know, when we talk about recruiting, there's three phases of it for me. And, you know, I've learned so I've learned from greats like, you know, Turner Gill and Jeff Quinn and been around phenomenal coaches, you know, Alan Mogridge, who's down at FIU right now. You know, I've seen them really build relationships with kids, you know, and that's what I was able to do in my capacity as a recruiter. But you, it all starts with watching film first, literally thousands of film to get an, a war board of a couple hundred kids that all your coaches go out to see. And every one of those kids has to be validated by a high school coach. 
okay? And there's some schools that coaches didn't recruit because they knew that those coaches didn't stand for that or they, they weren't producing those kids. So it's all part of a very, very deep vetting process and building relationships. So you have recruiting that leads to rapport. You have to build a rapport with a, with a school, build a rapport with a kid to make sure you're the right place for that kid and that kid is the right person for your team. And ultimately, when you build that rapport, what's the outcome of recruitment? It should be relationship. And the one thing that we are really suffering right now is when kids come out, come in with expectations of a coach, of a program, of a college that they need to go on to. I mean, we've got kids right now that are utilizing, you know, four-year colleges, division, great Division three schools with the belief that they'll go from Division three to Division one. I mean, that I just I I can't see utilizing a program like that, but I don't know where that's gen. I don't I don't know where that's generated from. I'm seeing the outcome of whatever this process is. And you mentioned the technology. The technology is the biggest thing because it's it's not it's not oh, it's moved so fast it doesn't have the facts behind it. Okay. When, when you say uh, division three to division one, are you saying a division three four year school they go there for two years thinking that they can you know use the division three team like a farm team to move up to division well, one? Well, I, I will I will I will say this that I've seen it, I've seen it, and you know, and a lot of the young guys that are out there right now are incredibly intelligent with technology and self-promotion and you know and that's what this technology is made to do you know if people are are smart they're branding themselves you know or they think they're branding themselves as the next big thing but the truth is is that the technology the speed of the technology has glossed over the drudgery of relationship building you know what what takes time what takes losing together winning together working together you know maybe yelling at each other not knowing each other but ultimately loving each other because of the process that you've gone through with these people you know it's it, it that's what coaching is isn't it and i'm not against recruiting i'm just saying the business as usual is there is a major shift in what the coaches can deliver and what the dynamic of the expectation is coming in from parents. Parents all believe that their, their kids are going to Division One. You know, a lot of parents are paying $10,000 to send kids to every travel league in the world, and the kids are so burned out by the end of it, they don't even go on to play in a college level. You know, it, it's, there's only so many reps in a body. There's only so much love that you can put into something. You know, there's only so long you can play a sport like football. I played till I was 21 years old. I, my college career was nothing. I, was, I went to the University of Buffalo, and I was a scrub. I got to play in a handful of games, but I loved the sport so much I couldn't quit until I was so banged up I couldn't do it anymore. You know, and, and so it's still hard on me to know that. But, I, but the goal back then was to be part of something. And now it's the goal is to utilize one place to get to another. And it's the payoff factor, this craving that you have to be the best. You know what? The best is an outcome. You know, like we, we talk about eerie earns. Everything you do, we don't worry about wins and losses and graduation rates. You get in and you show up, be coachable, and do your job. Be on time in the classroom. Use the, the professors and the tutors and everything else that we have and make sure that you do all the work. You do that, you're going, the outcome's going to be 3.0. You work your butt off here, it's going to be great. You talk about being coachable, and that, and that is huge. And I'm seeing more and more of kids that aren't coachable because they have an entitled mentality. They've been told so long that they're great, how great they are that they just have to show up 
and that's all that is needed. I, I deserve this spot. And I think that's that's part of the problem that we're seeing. Uh, another part is, and you're talking about the technology, uh, you know, social media and, and it, you know, sticking your chest out, as I said earlier. Oh, I got this, you know, letter of an, uh, in this offer, this, you know, they're after me when they're really they're not. Uh, it just seemed, and it also seems that uh, it's getting kids into trouble. Do you look at the kids' social media? I think the social media, as I tell my, my players, it's, it is a resume builder or it's an opportunity destroyer. Because if you, if you permeate somebody else's idea, okay, whether you put, up a, you put up a certain meme or you do this or you do that, look, people that are in this business, and I can't speak, I'm not speaking, I, again, I won't speak beyond my, my turf. Right. And my turf is I'm a two-year college coach. I've been at the, I've, I've helped significantly at the Division One level, but, you know, uh, I was part of a process, you know, and I appreciated that process. I knew my role in that process, and I did the best I could. And I think that when you are looking at it from a point of view, um, I don't believe that entitlement is something that's inbred in the kid. Like when I hear coaches, these kids these days, that's the biggest line of BS. That, that echo from generation, no, 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 no. It's, the technology has changed. The people are affected by what they see and do every day. Now, you got to realize we're dealing with generations that have been brought up and are most, the most advertised to generation in human history, okay? Every single thing on that phone it's Pavlovian, right? You pick it up and you, oh, who liked my stuff or who likes me? The validation is false validation, all right? These kids aren't looking, they're not entitled. There's nothing wrong with these kids. They're getting information and they're interpreting it to the best that they can. Some of these kids don't have parents. Some of these kids don't have coaches. Some of these kids don't have anybody in their life, you know? And that's where we have to fill the gap. That's our job as coaches. But recruiting is part of the process of development. You know, first developing the relationship so you can have trust. You know, that is what we lose. Because when the kids are coming in with a pre-defined what this should be, they ultimately will go through some kind of, wow, this isn't what it was. You know, I had a, I had a situation the other day when we were doing the Thurman Thomas camp, and one of our players was is a Little League football coach now, you know. And I, I won't mention his name, but he's a sweetheart, and if he's listening, I love him. He came up gave me a big hug. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's 21 years old now, 22 years old now, and he's coaching little kids. And I said, he came up and I said, well, you're a coach now. I said, uh, did I, was I lying to you? He says, everything you said to me was exactly what you wanted from me, and that's what I'm teaching my kids now. You know, and that's what it's about. It's about when they come back and they tell you, you know, you've made an impact in their lives. And, and, and like that, that's the miracle of it's coaching. It's huge. It's the miracle of coaching. Yep. It's, it's, it's the most wonderful thing in the world. And that goes back to relationships that's right. that you were talking that's about. Right. And mean, that's what we do starting at my level. That's right. We develop the relationships. That's right. And, and to have a player hug you at the end of the year and tell you he loves you, that's, that's big. That's it. And, and I think that when we're talking about recruitment and the process, all right, the business of it, that is what is taking away from what football can really do or what sport can really do. Here's the thing that I, the way I look at it, you know, you have <clears throat> colleges like, and I'm named the big schools, the Ohio States, Michigan's, Alabama, so on. University of Buffalo. University of yeah. Buffalo. They have, X amount, <laughs> they have X amount of scholarships to offer. All right. Now, there's a competition for those scholarships. Now, we take two kids of equal talent. All right, they're both fast, big, strong, what have you. All right, 
the university, the school, has to make an investment as to which one they're going to pick. The one with the better grades is the better investment. Actually, it's a it's a much deeper process. And oh, I'm sure I'm trying it, to simplify yeah, well, as much as possible. And I'll, I'll give it to I'll, I'll give it to you even more simplified. There's five stages of recruitment, uh, year long. I mean, it's a year long process. You know, it's a year long vetting process. You, I, I start recruiting for next year, doing research on kids locally, and then and I expand out. Um, through not through services, all phone calls, emails, texting to coaches, whatever I have to do, tell me about your kids, blah, blah, blah. But when you realize it, there's five histories that you have to know of a kid. You have to know their academic, you have to know their athletic, you have to know their medical, you have to know their, their social, and you have to know their family. And when you talk about, and those are, these are corporate, these are corporate vetting processes for bringing in, you know, when you talk about uh, 250 kids, to get 25 at a Division One level, or I, I watch eight or 900 film each year for my recruiting just to get in 50 kids, you know, because our, our turnover is, you know, every year, you know, right. I got to recruit another class of that size. But it's the same quality. You ask the same questions. You gather information, but why do you have to gather the information? To know the kid. And that person has to know you. And you can recruit somebody for five months, and then all of a sudden somebody offers them a pretty picture of something, and that kid's gone. You know, but when they get there, the grass is never greener. You know, it, it's, that's the problem because everybody's got to do the same job. Some of the places have fancier things. I mean, I, I walked through, I was telling, talking to Alan Mogridge one time back in, uh, a couple months ago, and I, he said, how does everything look at UB? And I said, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, it's the mecca of the Mac. You know, I mean, I walk by there and I go, how did we do, how do we bring anybody in here when we had, didn't have this stuff? You know, the indoor facility now, I was there on its very it's first practice. I mean, it was, I couldn't stop looking at the thing. I was, I was, you know, it's amazing, you know, what they, what they've done there. And, you know, now there's no excuse for, for, you know, not getting in the best kid anymore because you got great coaches there. You got a phenomenal education. Now you have an indoor facility. So that's what puts UB on the, on the, st on the stage, you know. Um, but those are great things, and those have to be considered. Well, what are the red flags? What's going What's going to tip you off and say, you know what, this might not be the type of uh, play, this player's not the one I'm going to be looking I, for. I think when you look at all five stages, what are the various? Well, red flags? I think the first one when you when you come into play is, and I think they all have different reasons. Okay, uh, and they're all there. The diff five different uh, you know background checks are there because. All of those things that are in that person's life need to work out. Obviously, academics is number one because, you know, for, for certain like at Division One level, it's maintaining the APR ratio. You can't bring in kids that have bad grades, you know, because they just won't be able to handle the, the workload. And that, that's just the way that it is. So academics, number one, is because you can't, without the academics, you can't look at anybody. You know, we won't recruit under a certain GPA because the GPA – correlates with attendance and everything else. If you're not getting a 2.5 or higher, you're not going to class. Okay, so if we're recruiting at that level in the low twos to 2.5, that tells me you're at least a solid enough athlete where I could turn you into a 3.0 with the right help and scheduling and time management, right? Okay, so academics is number one, in my opinion, to, to consider anybody for the privilege of being on your team. The practicality of it, okay? The next is family. You know, you really have to go in and see what's the support structure of the young person. Some people have the great capacity to overcome tragedy, but not a lot of people do. 
you know, and, and it falls on, depends what your resources are. You know what I mean? If I'm a coach and I've got 100 players and I've got somebody, you know, back in the day, kids would live in cars, you know, I mean, this is years ago, but some kids would, didn't have food plans. You know, now we have meal plans and we have dorms with, you know, through Canisius College and things of that nature. So we really, and most of our kids are going there or one other area that we send our kids so we can pick them up, so we can organize everything, so the kids have a chance, okay? That's number one. If they don't have support, they can't do this because there's so few scholarships out there. People have to understand they're going to be investing money in the education. Okay, and that's uh, 99% are going to come away with some form of debt because only 1% get full scholarships. Okay, so, but what are your chances to get the scholarships? At our school, it's a 3.0, and you have to be a tremendous football player. But colleges do come in and say, hey, you know, you're producing good kids, so this is the way it goes. So I would say family, their support infrastructure is second. Third, obviously, is medical. Okay. Medical, what, what types of injuries? Have they been concussion? Do they have ligament issues? I mean, they, you got to know every single thing. Are they diabetic? Are they, you know, what's the, what's the medical? Sure. Then, then you talk about the athletic. All right, let's continue this. We'll pick up uh, the athletic part of it when we come back from the break. I'm just so wrapped up into this stuff, completely forgetting about the clock. About I, no, it's not because <laughs> what you're laying down is some unbelievable information, and I think this is very important to know. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more with uh, ECC head coach Scott Pilkey. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Back with one last segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sports Talk Saturday takes over at 11. We're talking with ECC head coach Scott Pilkey about recruiting, and we're talking about red flags. Before we continue on the red flags, though, there are there is something that you, that you work with, and that's involving, uh, for those who don't know, you bring and uh, services that you're able to offer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that before we get back to red flags? Well, I was really happy to come in here and talk about that today because um, – Recruiting uh, is a is a process, and it's and it's it's a very involved one, and it, it you know it's something that people are starting to try and get their kids into earlier and earlier. But really, there's rules and regulations and things of that nature, and things that can actually happen, you know, thing, things you don't even know you need to know, you know, whether it's the clearinghouse, what the you know the time frames are, and all those things. And uh, that's why after the season, you know, it's got some time to build, but after the season, uh, you know, I run a company called You Bring LLC. And uh, we, we have a, a process of it called You Bring R&D, which is recruiting and development. And so I feel that this type of information needs to um, get out. And it's, it's something that our, our system is doing. Uh, and I've been doing it for 20 years as a two-year coach and a, a four-year coach. And I've been around 
uh, some of the best people that have ever come through. And I've seen what, what works in the process and what doesn't work in the process. But again, it's the expectations and the technology and all the services that are out there. What's, 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 in, what's real information, what's not. And, and so I feel that there's, to help at least, I feel really good about what we're gonna do because it provides information to help parents decide, okay, on what kind of money they're going to invest. You know, If a parent's sending somebody on a travel you know, process for $10,000 a year, you know, if you save that for two or three years, that's an education where your kid's not you know, walking out. Maybe they're not a college-bound student. You know, and I'm not to say they shouldn't travel and everything else, but if you're traveling for a scholarship, you're, you're wasting your money. Um, because those people, if you're good enough for a scholarship, coaches will find you, even if you're in Western New York, which is considered a very under-recruited part of the state or part of the country. Um, so on my website, youbring1.com, U-B-R-I-N-G, one.com. If you're interested in that, my, my email is on there, youbringpilkey at gmail.com. Just uh, go there, any inquiries that you might have. We'll be announcing dates. Excuse me, Scott, just to clarify, when you say you bring one, it's the number one, yes, not O-N-E. Right, U-B-R-I-N-G, the number one.com. Or you can look me up on Facebook, uh, Coach Pilkey, um, you bring recruiting and development, and you can IM me if you have questions about that. I uh, probably won't be able to get back to you for quite some time, but I'll see how it accumulates, and we'll be announcing dates that we'll have in conjunction over at Erie Community College, and we'll be allowed to uh, bring you in and and uh, talk about it and, and hopefully educate some people in that process. We have about two minutes left, Coach. Uh just continue with the red flags. Well, I think the last two things that you need to look at in the five histories is, um, you know, I think we left off with, we went through academic, we went through family, went through medical. Uh, then you have to look at social, and that's where social media comes into play. Uh, who do they hang out with? What's their reputation? What is their background? You know, how do they display themselves? Is this a person that promotes you know, fights on, you know, they, they promote fights online. Do they Gang promote, banging. What a, you know, yeah, I, whatever. I, I don't care what your race, creed, or color, or where you're from. No, it's nothing to do with yeah, it. If you're if, emulating a process. If there's a picture of you holding a gun, well, yeah, yeah. we got a problem. I mean, you know, I mean, everybody, but everybody's looking at that. And I think it's important that the kids know now that if I'm as a coach, if you want a scholarship, I know, I've known dozens of kids that have lost scholarships basically for a meme. I mean, that's how, that's how competitive it sure. is out there. I mean, if you post up something where, you know, you're promoting this and it's not yours, it's, it's associated with you. So don't promote anything that isn't associated with you. You know what I mean? You don't, don't, don't be that type or of guy. Or if you're on there and you're a me, me type, you could tell how, yeah. how they are. If everything is about you, eh, you might. Well, it, it, it depends what your focus right. is. If you just want to be a kid and live in that environment, do it. But if you're trying to really promote yourself as a Division One potential player or a college player in general, uh, be cognizant that coaches are going to use that as a resource. Sure. Of, uh, a research. And the last one and is the athletic ability. If you can play, people are going to see you play. All right? But it's the least. That's the outcome. You earn to be on the field. All right? So I'm not looking at an athlete. I'm looking at the potential of a person that can play very well. So that's the outcome. of it. The reward is the play. And that's what everybody has to remember. It's not about the scholarship. It's about the opportunity. 
Coach, I can't thank you enough for spending time with us this morning. Just the information that you've given us in this hour is absolutely amazing. I wish we had more time to go on this because there's so much more uh, involved in recruiting. It's so big, and the amount of inf- misinformation that's out there uh, is unbelievable. So hopefully people take you up on your, your offer. Go to your website. Check that out. Get the information. You want as much information as you possibly can. If you're going to buy a car, what do you do? You gather information so that you make the right choice. And that you as a parent out there want to make the right choice, do what's best for your child with both uh, their athletic career and their education, which is the most important part. All right, we'll be back next week. Thanks to DK with more Inside High School Sports. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.